Hello, welcome back to Fireside. It is a very sunny February day here and we are going to talk about Secret Sauce. Um, and actually this has prompted a lot of thinking from me to be honest. Um, this question that was submitted has made me think a lot about my own work and, and how I show up. So thank you to Jess who asked this question. Um, because yeah, a lot of thoughts have been stirred. So let me start with the question that started the stirring. So Jess said, I've been on Instagram for about six years and have never felt I've landed on my secret source the thing that resonates most with my followers, that feels most most authentic for me, that keeps me in flow and feels successful. I love photography, interiors, and have built a beautiful community, but it's not growing. The reach is low and the paid content creation isn't developing. I don't know if it's my content, consistency, or an oversaturated market, but it's tough to know how to find out what it is exactly. So, take a big sip of water before I get into this one. I, um, like most of us, have developed quite a love-hate relationship with Instagram growth. I, and I say the word growth so quickly because I was going to say Instagram, but it's not actually Instagram. It's this concept of growth and success and what that looks like and what it has to mean that's what I can't be doing with anymore um so when I I started out on Instagram about the same time that the algorithm came in so I was never on Instagram while it was all chronological and all that sort of thing um I started it about seven years ago now so it's very different now and I don't think that I would grow in the same way that I did back then if I was starting now so back then it was obviously there was no video so that wasn't a factor it was much more it feels community based even if that was a bit fake as in not that it was fake but there was a lot of comment for comment and like for like and you know, you'd get, and that's how you'd get to know people. It would start as you'd comment, so they'd comment back, and then you'd kind of get to know each other through all the commenting, which was quite nice. Um, and it was there was a much sort of simpler set of rules of engagement that if you did certain things, like have a core recognisable aesthetic, um, used kind of the rule of thirds and that kind of thing if you did the commenting, if you were showing up really frequently, then it would generally happen. 
there might need to be a little kind of sprinkle of magic in there and but mostly that kind of consistency of content and message and frequency more or less guaranteed some level of quote-unquote success and obviously when we say success we mean growth um so for the first I want to say two or three at least years I posted every single day like maybe not on Christmas but other than that I would post for a good 350 something days of the year so um obviously that became very unsustainable for me but I do think that is why I grew in the early days because of just that mass of content and obviously it was a lot less sophisticated than it is now but that is what the algorithm wanted to reward it wanted to reward an excess of content going onto that platform to keep people there so in that time I've seen various kind of phases on Instagram so when I started out it was probably just at the tail end of that very curated slow living coffee cup freshly baked bread flowers on a linen tablecloth kind of vibe that was really what was excelling on Instagram what was doing really well flat lays that was like peak flat lay time and that was what sort of made me grow was that I was doing a lot of flat lays and that kind of thing and then after a few years it moved into more of a kind of magical realism this is when there was a lot of photoshopping um, a lot of kind of creative in a imaginative way and making images in a more digital way than just laying things out in a nice flat lay that look pretty um that was a very kind of strong phase for a while then we moved more into kind of capital v value so i think this started to come in around the time that video was becoming more prevalent um where it was a lot of like teaching a lot of teaching went on on instagram and that was what went really well and drove a lot of traffic um which went hand in hand as well with a lot of word-based posts so people who would post quotes and you know the carousels of um usually quite basic but just that sounded good lessons or things to think about or journaling prompts or whatever that became something that became a caused a lot of growth and then obviously now we are in the world of video and reels and I don't even mean like the dancing ones but just making anything a video is what's causing that growth so I guess what I'm trying to say with that story is it moves in cycles the thing that is quote-unquote going to make you successful and either you move with those things to some extent greater or lesser 
or you have to find another way. But what I would say is that if what you seek is astronomical growth that takes your account into hundreds of thousands, you're going to have to keep up with the trends because that's like the nature of the beast, you know, like things are on trend and therefore people consume them. So if you want to be consumed by a mass market, then you have to be on trend. Um, and that's not really what I'm going to talk about in this podcast because I personally have no interest in that. Um, I don't want to grow exponentially. Um, I've also seen an absolute, I've like really quite massive shrinkage in the size of my audience on Instagram. I think it was maybe three years ago, no longer than that. Yeah, four years ago. I had 27,000 followers. I'm now on about 19,000. So, you know, a good, I've lost about 8K over the course of four years. And I think that's a big part because I'm not going where the trends are. I'm just sort of, and also because I've been wildly inconsistent, um, my entire life has changed over those last 14 years. My sorry, four years, my um, whole business and what I do has changed. So yeah, I'm not somebody who's here to talk about growth, but I am here to talk about showing up online with very true creative work. So that's where I'm going with this. Um, So what I enjoy now on Instagram, other than many Taylor Swift memes, and you know just really general memes memes about life um is people who are having fun and sharing infectious joy so what i mean by that is when i there's only a kind of couple of people that i'm sort of keep up with or you know just really watching their stories but what keeps me following people and engaging with people's content is those small windows into a life and whether that's flowers on a kitchen counter or like an outfit or um, a video of all the things they did that weekend or I really like those carousel posts where people are like oh here's my month or my week in photos and just that kind of nosiness I really like but also seeing what happens in other people's lives and what's important to them and what they like and also you know I really like people who share their poetry and especially if it's a little bit different um like for example Mary Oliver's drunk cousin that's not her real name her real name's Lindsay Rush but that's a handle and just it's so effervescent with what, with her thoughts and her personality and her interests and her joy that it is kind of infectious to keep looking at and keep following. So that's what's working for me as a consumer. And 
you'll notice there's not really any kind of secret sauce to that other than people sharing their joy. There's not a, it's actually the the less strategic someone is, the more I like their stuff. Because I think we can see strategy a mile off now. We can see, you know, those carousels with the prompts on it and all that kind of thing. It doesn't strike my heart in quite the same way. But I think, I know I wrote about this on the blog earlier this week, so I'll put a link in there for you to go in, in the show notes for you to read that. But I think it's hard to shake off all these rules that we've internalised about what it takes to be successful on Instagram and what that definition of success is. And for example, I think that I'm a lot more serious on Instagram than I am in real life. Um, And it's hard to kind of show up as your whole self when you're conscious that you're there to be liked by people. Um, And, you know, to want to bring people along on a journey, it's hard to shake this feeling of needing to be capital V valuable. And to lay yourself out there in a way that feels deeply personal and people don't like it. But, you know, I'm forever taking... You'd never know this, but I'm forever taking pictures. I take pictures all the time of, you know, a brick wall with a really nice texture or a nice tree against a winter sky. And I just, like, never share them because it feels like not enough or it feels like I need something really good and valuable to say with them. And so I think what that does is mean that I don't show up at all, which isn't in any way, shape or form the best way (laughs) to be showing up. But it's not because of not wanting to, it's because I think there's a certain way I need to show up And I don't quite have it in me anymore to do that. But I can't just let go of... I can't fully reject it. And maybe it's a similar thing. You know, the more you're trying to find that secret source and to make all these parts of yourself make sense under a sort of branded umbrella the further you get from what you're trying to achieve. What I've tended to find with working with people over the last nearly seven years, um, and especially on kind of what their work is and what their brand is, um, I find people tend to be either really, really deep or really, really broad. And neither of these is better or worse than the other. Like some people are really good at becoming an expert in a very specific thing and they love that thing. They want to go as deep as they can with it. They've got so much to share about that one thing. And other people are really multi-passionate. They can't 
pick one thing. Maybe they're not patient enough to go really deep into something. They get kind of distracted by other things and they see the beauty in lots of different places in the world. I'm definitely the latter, which is why I'm saying about not being patient, because that's definitely the case for me. Um, But I think we have existed in this online business space where being deep is what we're told we should be. We need to niche down. God damn it, do we need to niche down and, you know, find your one thing, really own the space and all that rest of that icky stuff that actually for a lot of us is an unnatural way to be and that when we try to do it we're always feeling boxed in and looking over our shoulder so I can't tell you how to find your secret source because I've not found mine but I think that the secret source is to not try so hard to have a secret source. Because when you're trying to find this thing, make up this thing that is a secret source, all your energy is going into deciding that rather than creation and showing up and being there. And I actually think it's about bringing all the things together that make you happy and excited and letting it be a source that's maybe a funny colour but absolutely infectiously Moorish. We, there is so much talk about the algorithm because I think it's, it feels easier to either use it as an excuse or to blame it or to kind of put ourselves against the algorithm but also it's easier to think if I can just tick all these boxes then success will come but what that does is that it makes us forget the humanity and it reduces down our experience on this app as a way to get numbers to take an action rather than a way to connect human to human. And I think we're all tired of it now. We're all tired of being gamed as a number. And that's why for me personally, the content that I'm most attracted to is the human stuff. The stuff where people are rejecting what they should be doing to be good on the with the algorithm and are just sharing their creative projects and their jokes and their days and it probably doesn't look like a secret source but it is connecting me to them and that's the main thing so like I said this question stirred up a lot of things for me quite a lot of which I went into that blog post that I mentioned it's called I am not my online persona so you can go and read that or wait for it me to record it here on the podcast but um what I am thinking and you are most welcome to join me is that I might do just a personal challenge for myself maybe next month 
maybe not for a whole month, maybe for a couple of weeks, to just post every day again. Like I said, for a couple of months, even if I've not got anything of value to say, even if it's just like a snap out of the window. But I think that would do me some good to break some of that kind of perfectionism that I've been holding on to for all these years from that kind of very curated style of Instagram and also just to connect on a human level a bit more and to practice sharing what I find infectiously joyful in the hopes that other people find it infectiously joyful too. So I'm just putting that out there. I'm not sure whether I've answered the question but I have definitely shared my thoughts on on all of this. I was going to say success, but it's not my thoughts on success. And I think there's very different ways that we want to be successful on Instagram. And I think for me, now, success on Instagram is enjoying it. (laughs) Being there and showing up and sharing work and connecting with people rather than specific metrics or numbers I just want to enjoy it again and be there again and be myself my whole self there so anyway I'm now waffling but if you start to see me popping up on Instagram a whole lot more with load of posts um that'll be why um and yeah feel free to do the same. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. I hope you feel a little bit like some of what you have to do has been loosened. And I hope the sun shines.